Welcome to the Financial Fun Podcast with your host, Tammy Johnston. This is where Tammy talks with business owner parents and grandparents about the interesting and important subject of money. We promise this to be an interesting and open discussion, as that's how we learn best. And now, here's your host, author of the Financial Foundations. Financial Foundations is a series of books to teach kids about money, goal setting, and living a balanced life. Find out more at financialfund.ca. Here's Tammy Johnston. First things first, I would like to thank all of my listeners that have subscribed and reviewed my podcast and invite you to subscribe and review if you haven't yet. I appreciate you helping us to get the word out and making financial literacy a safe and welcoming subject for kids and adults. Second, please check out my podcast website, financialfund.ca, where you will be able to access past shows, find out more about me and our guests, as well as purchase the beautifully illustrated Financial Foundations books that teach kids about money in a fun, healthy, and holistic way. Hello once again, and thank you for joining us for the Financial Fund Podcast. Today our guest is the lovely and vivacious Joanne Neuadak. Thank you for joining us, Joanne. Well, thank you for having me on. It's wonderful to be here. So, Joanne, tell us what has you all passionate and excited. What's your business? Well, my business is all about fabulous and choosing fabulous in our lives. It's called Fabulous of 50, and it's out to celebrate women in midlife, encouraging them to be inspired, educated, and empowered to really question and look at what am I doing in this next phase of life and to help them through transitions. We go through a lot in our 50s, and Fabulous at 50 is there to help support women and offer many activities throughout the year in which they can connect and be part of community and have new experiences. Oh, and that that is so absolutely important. I've been seeing so much over the last little while on how important having the social connections and mm. the, the the sense of community and purpose is so important to health in general, let alone health as we age. Oh, absolutely. It is a known fact that social connectedness, feeling part of community or having family is probably one of the single biggest determinants of our health and happiness. It outweighs actually what we're eating, the exercise, not to say they're not important, but it is, you could be doing that stuff, but if you're socially isolated, likely you're going to have an increase of illness and die younger. And and the life that you do have is not going to be any any quality whatsoever. (laughs) No, not compared to when you have some fun friends in your life. Yes. So, and what's your family situation, Joanne? Alrighty. Well, my family situation is, uh, 10 years ago, I, um, became separated and subsequently divorced. And then, and so I was, uh, being, I guess, a divorced or single mom of three very busy, active kids who are now 19, 23. Those are my girls and 26, my son. But I'm now in a wonderful, um, I call it a new relationship, but we've been together for six years. I've been in a wonderful relationship, but newly, about a year and a half ago, we combined households and Ron's daughters are 22 and 28. So both of our oldest, the 26-year-old and 28-year-old have launched and they're on their own uh, relatively and um, have their own space and jobs. 
And then the three girls are in various stages of university. So my daughter just finished her first year. His daughter just finished her second year. And then my uh, middle child, my uh, older daughter, is uh, graduating in June from UBCO. So you have you have a full life, if not a full household. We have a full household all the time, at <laughs> different times. Sunday, most Sundays are just family dinner. Who's ever in town and available is open invitation to come for dinner. Oh, I love I love that. So ho- hopefully the, a few of them show up at least on occasion. Oh, like most Sundays, at least throughout the summer, and and bring their dog along, and then we have two wacky old dogs, and it's it's quite fun. Uh, we both love the lively liveliness of it. No grandchildren yet, but I imagine with five we will have grandchildren and uh, maybe maybe eventually. Yeah. <laughs> maybe eventually. I have so many friends. My sister and my brother are both each uh, grandparents now. And I was um, talking with someone today, and she just said, "Oh, grandchildren are so wonderful. You just have so much fun with them, and then send them home." <laughs> yes, get them all worked up, and then mom and dad can deal with it. <laughs> That's right. That's right it's 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 all good i know how much my mother loves spending time with her grandchildren and then being away from them yes <laughs> so it, it it works out well she gets to get them all riled up and then and then send them on their way <laughs> excellent excellent so being being an entrepreneur and, and and things like that and having young adult children what are some of the questions like do your kids or your stepkids ever talk to you about money uh, yes and no, I guess in, in some ways. Um, I don't know that I've had conversations about money so much with my stepkids. Like, you know, Ron talks with his kids and I talk with mine. We, we keep that, but there's, you know, open conversations. Um, obviously with my kids, there's conversations with money because often it has to do with budgeting and for finances and for, for, um, university and what's the budget and how much is coming, you know, and when in the divorce situation, face it, that, you know, people that are in divorce situations, university can be a stressful time because there has to be clear understanding is how much is the dad paying? How much is the mom paying? How much is the child paying? And there are some standards out there that the um, courts agree to. And, you know, often it's a third or third or third or, um, you know, anywhere from 10% to a, a 30% for the child is expected to pay and then the parents divide it out according to their standards. So we had lots of conversations around that, um, conversations on the pros and cons of getting a student loan, uh, because especially coming out of high school, often students don't, in that first two months, you can't make enough to make it through the whole year for the extra money they want. Not nowadays. <laughs> yeah. Now, you know, in second and third year um, and so forth, they can. They get four months. And if they, you know, if they budget right and they do land a job. Um, but it, it is tight. You know, it's expensive um, to live, especially when you're going away. It does depend. You know, I've had conversations with friends. Um, it's interesting having conversations. I would sometimes just stop my neighbors or, or not stop my neighbors on the street, but going for a dog walk and we have quite a few neighbors and we've all known each other for 20 years. The kids were all very young when we all moved in on the street and in various stages, sometimes a couple of years older. And for a while, they'd be going, you know, do you mind sharing with me how you did this? Because, you know, it's like, how much do you expect them? And, and honestly, my friends range from 
they paid pretty much almost everything. The kids just paid their own, you know, just niceties, you know, their beer money, I guess, and their entertainment money. And, and, and they went away to school to, I know ones, and it, it has nothing to do with kind of what the parents can all afford or not. It was just their opinions. I had others that said, we have a very good university here. You live at home, everything's paid. You go away, that's fine, but you cover the bill yourself. You know, take your pick. I'm paying this for tuition. So, um, and we're probably somewhere in between. <laughs> well, I think it's really good that you guys were having those conversations because so often people don't talk about it and they're they're kind of bumping around in the dark and trying to figure out and there's there's pros and cons to absolutely yep. everything. Some people say our big believers know the kids have to contribute something. Um, some people, parents will pay for everything. Sometimes because of the way the family dynamics are, or just the financial resources, the kids are on completely on their own. Sometimes yep. the kids aren't ready and then you spend all this money and it's wasted because they weren't able to, they weren't mature enough and ready enough to handle going to university with its, its demands and very different structure than high school. And they flunked out. Yeah, absolutely. It really is. It, it, I think there's guidelines and, and it's good for people to have an understanding. But I believe pretty much every family needs to decide what works for them. Because they're, they're, and not just every family, each, each kid, you've got three kids. Are there, are they different? Uh, absolutely. So my son is, a uh, uh, electrician apprentice. And so he, his was, he was absolutely not ready to go to university. He didn't know what he wanted. And after, I don't know, three years, we kind of <laughs> joke around like, you're not going to live in my basement for very long. Now he was, during the time he was off, um, school, like finished high school. He did live um, at home, but the expectation was that you need to contribute. So we had it. I said, I think $10 a day, which is about 300 a month. Yep, that's cheap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I said, you owe me either $10 a day, approximately, or an hour of work around the house. So if you're not, if you, you know, because some, you're between jobs or something, it's like, or you contribute. That's, you know, about um, an hour's work at minimum wage or what minimum wage was. Yeah. Minimum wage to mom, for mom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Minimum wage for mom type of thing. So it was, there were some expectations there, but then, you know, once he knew what he wanted, he just, it was, I'm going to be electrician. And we're like, okay, that's great. Trades are fantastic. That they actually, are. I know. I know. And, and they're always they, in demand. <laughs> they always are. And I think they've been, um, undervalued for a number of years we went from in high school by 14 they decide whether you're doing academics or trades which was probably too young you don't really even know yeah then it swung all academics and now it's like back and forth well and, and they 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 treat the trades like it's it, it's a lesser and it's and, and it's, it's not the, for the less intelligent and it's totally not i know i know especially and this is it and you know he wanted as i said ah, and you have to be pretty intelligent to be an electrician or you know or else people wind up dead yep. so um and there's a fair bit of math involved and so he 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 just decided that's what he would do and he really enjoyed it but he's but i love my kids are so different it's he went from we're making that joke what's that old commercial you know stop cooking with cheese and have them move out at some point <laughs> Yes, I remember. I wasn't trying to rush him out the door. All I said was, "You." Uh, uh, the only stipulation we said to our kids is, "You have to get an education." 
I don't care what it is, but you have to ed- keep educating yourself. And that, so that's a pretty big value in our household. So he, when he said, I'm going to be an electrician and I'm getting apprentice, he scored a job. He signed up for it. You do state for a couple months and then you work for the year. But within two months of him deciding that, he also was like, oh, me and, you know, his buddy that he'd known since like junior high, they got a place together. And he actually moved out and has been pretty independent since he was 21. Yeah. Which I think is wonderful. Have you it been, is. Have you been seeing it's been all over um, like Facebook and stuff, the uh, parent that had to take their son to court at 30 yes. to get his butt to move out? Oh, my God. My kids were howling, laughing, going, that's just ridiculous. Oh, it's beyond ridiculous. <laughs> it is crazy. It, well, that you wonder if there's some, you know, mental wellness issues and that there has to be, you know, so that's not a normally developed person. No, no. <laughs> there's not the executive function happening in that situation. Um, yeah. And then, you know, my, my daughters were more right from high school, went to university. They're both in science programs and, um, you know, my one daughter just graduated, but again, it's, you know, for her, she's looking at it, um, as far as she wants to earn some money and she loves the outdoors. So she's working more outdoor backcountry cabin style work. It's not specifically within her education field, but Frankly, when you have university nowadays, a diploma is not an, uh, sorry, um, a bachelor is not enough. You really need to get your master's. So, she, you know, at the end of this year of commitment for work, then she'll look at it. Okay. Am I going to get something in my field or am I going to, um, go back and do my master's at this point? Um, but, you know, hard workers, all of them are hard workers. Um, and, and then my youngest one is she's, uh, at, uh, um, university for science, earth and environmental science. And now she's, uh, working at first. It was hard. Like, am I going to get a job for the summer? And she applied everything. And, and when I say hard workers, she applied for jobs. And I'm like, Oh, that's like pretty manual labor. And she goes, yeah, but I want the money. But then she scored a job as a nanny. So that's, it's wonderful. She's just loving it right now. So she's making money and learning how to keep a house and take care of kids as well. Oh, I was going, maybe is that turning her off of children? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it is. I personally think that babysitting is good birth control. It, it is. <laughs> it is. It's, 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 it's incredible birth control. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I'm actually, I'm really proud of the kids. They, they were ones that always had the, I'll say the privilege of having activities, um, paid for, like their, their dancing and choir and, different activities and we did fund that um but my view was and whether they were in sports at school or so forth and I didn't expect a lot of work at high school level other than things like they could in the summers um you know at the stampede things like that but I didn't necessarily expect them to go to school throughout the year as well because their job was to do the best they could in school and yes, they did their dance and yes, they did their other activities. But what I know is that when they're in sports or in dance and so forth, as long as the environment is a healthy one, because some are, some aren't. Yeah, some are. It very much depends on, on who they're in the environment with. Exactly. So if you choose wisely who they're in the environment with and you know that they're going to look external from the family and, and it's normal for teens to look external from the parents, and look to other role models. But if you can have an influence on the role models they're around, what I found is that they came out with incredible work ethics. You don't, you know, you don't get to be part of these 
higher level sports and dance and choirs and, you know, all sorts of things without working hard. And to me that, you know, it, I guess it, the worry is like, oh, privilege and everything given to you, but it's, it's really not. Um, it's within that groove. If you're not working, you're out. So I think those are valuable lessons. Oh, com- completely. And I think that's what a lot of parents in particular nowadays because they're sheltering their kids so much that they're missing out on those parts of the experience because yep. everything has to be perfect and fun and all that. And I'm going, um, no, it shouldn't be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's true. And it's so easy. We want the best for our children, but you're right. Our job is to actually have them become resilient, independent um, adults. Yes. And if we protect them from everything, we can't. And so, um, you know, I, I use the analogy of like a life jacket. You're teaching them to swim. So at first you might be in the pool, they have life jacket on and you're helping them. And you don't want to suddenly throw them in with no life jacket and turn your back on them. So yes. Quite often, sometimes that happens to kids and they, you know, that's when they can drown. But um, bit by bit, it's like, okay, I'll either be with you, but no life jacket or now I'm independent further away and you've got a little bit of a lifeline. And bit by bit, they need to have more and more independence. So for us, it might have been something, you know, we're contributing, you know, we have our breakdown as to who's contributing what for money. But I must admit, I didn't super micromanage how they spent their money at university. It was, here's the money, this, ha- you know, your books are paid, your your tuition's paid now, and make sure your um, rent is paid, but kind of how they budget out their food and everything else was up to them. So whether I, I really don't know if they ate macaroni and cheese for a whole month because they didn't budget right. But I think, I think that's a valuable learning experience for, for, yeah. for college students. Yeah. They're pretty girl. Like my girls really actually like eating quite healthy. In fact, they were very happy to get out of the dorm like residence because they just couldn't stand the food. So that's a good motivator to <laughs> earn enough money to be able to go into an apartment and, and, uh, yeah, eat well. But everyone does have different experiences that way. But it, it is important. There are some really good, you know, obviously my demographic of people within my um, business are often empty nesters or women with um, kids in various stages of university and college. And so if there's anyone listening that their kids are just going off to college, is right on pretty much every, I would say every university site is a budget calculator that you can use to figure out what's an average food for, you know, what do you save for food and for books and for transportation and just all of that. And and it's really important for kids to be doing that. Well, it, it is because money, it, like people do not talk about it. And then we send our kids off to the, off into the world and they haven't, haven't a clue because they've never had to deal with it. And yeah. they've never been taught. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know it's very frustrating because I must admit there quite a few of my kids or, or my kids at many times have their complaint is there's so many things that are taught within not to get bashing the school system. But there is so much that's taught in the school systems that they will never use again. Mm-hmm. Like they may. It's a stepping stone to something else. However, the basics, the basic money handling, basic how does, you know, unless you're in a business course, how does our banking system work? What's a debit card versus a credit card? I'll tell you how many kids and even adults got mixed up when Visa is a brand name 
Yep. But we attached it to a credit card. Mm-hmm. So then when they came out with Visa debit cards, they're thinking it's credit card because they don't understand the difference between a brand and a, yep. you know, an actual function. It's like calling a facial tissue Kleenex, right? It's, it's synonymous, but it's actually not. One's a brand. <laughs> well, um, just coming back from, from, yeah. from Vegas and they are not set up with the interactive places that used to be the last time it was down there are yep. now no longer on there. But if they're set up with Visa because or MasterCard, I yep. could use my debit card. They just had to run it as a credit card. So it it, it it's a very different system down in the yep. States. It is. And and because as you know, they have a different very different banking system. And I bet that the majority of young adults um out there don't understand that there's a different there's different banking models in different countries. Well, you, you can't just blame it on young people. There's an awful lot of adults that don't You're know right. that. <laughs> I was about to correct myself to just say, and, you know, I'm so grateful that I, I took a course um, when I was in high school, and it was just called Introduction to Business. And it was, I, at the time, I had no interest in business. I, You know, I graduated and went into nursing. But it it gave me a pretty good foundation. And I, I feel sorry that this is not incorporated into the schooling more than it is. I think it should be ingrained because this idea that, oh, well, parents should teach their kids. Well, two things on that. One, if you don't know something, you can't teach it. And there's so many adults out there that don't know. So how can they teach it? Yeah, bingo. And second, um, is the kids don't want to listen from you. I start talking about typically anything to do with math or money and stuff like that, <laughs> unless we absolutely have to. And it's like, mom, it's the summertime, you know, like, <laughs> And they don't want to integrate it. Now, obviously, values around money and and some of, you know, how you're going to be managing it. Obviously, that comes from the family, you know, that that I get. But the actual this is, you know, here's the banks of Canada. And here's how, well, it, you know, uh, date myself. Here's how checks work. They're still around here and there. But here's how e-transfers work and. And so forth. Um, I really feel that that money, basic money management should be taught so much more in the school systems. Oh, you are preaching to the choir here. I'm actually, I'm, I'm working, I'm working with, uh, Alberta education to try and help them upgrade their, uh, the COM 20 curriculum. And Good. It's, it's, it's coming and, um, I'm trying not to be frustrated. <laughs> yes. I can imagine. I can imagine. You know, I think there's so much to learn. It is hard within the school system. But to me, the basics of life, whatever the majority of people will do, like I would say the majority of Canadians, maybe not all around the world, but the majority of Canadians at some point in time will own a home, whether it's a condo, you know, lots have apartments and, and only ever rent. But a lot of people buy a home. But there's but there's still stuff going on with rent and things that people exactly. don't that don't know yeah, and don't renters agreement and you know but amortization of mortgages how do you even go about a mortgage those are basic life skills that should not be optional courses it should be mandatory courses in school well it it is currently unfortunately the course isn't good yes <laughs> that's the that's that's the problem that's the I problem because I remember I was the very first year when I was in high school. That they that they brought it out, and I was trying to fix the curriculum then. Yes, before I, I knew imagine. all the stuff I know now. But I just going, I know that what so this stuff is wrong, and it's the stuff that they're still teaching. Yeah. And the, the the concept is good, but the curriculum is it's lacking, lacking yeah. to put it mildly. Okay. 
And it's typically taught by the teacher who drew the short straw. Yeah. So it's not by someone that's passionate about getting them to learn that. So, but I know, but even just, yeah, basic, basic math skills, which are so important for our brain development. And, um, my dad always looks to me and goes, I love to mess up a clerk. And he goes, I, I wait until they punch in that I've given them $10 and then I give them that extra dime. That makes it easier to make change, but they yep. will not be able to figure it out. They'd rather give me 90 cents back than understand they can now give me a loony. Oh, that drives me nuts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's like that should be basic skills, you know, mm-hmm. but I guess it, it, like for anything. But um, but overall, I don't know. I, I Everybody's exposed to different children or shall I say teens or young adults. And I must admit the ones that I... I get to have the privilege of being around fill me with a lot of confidence because it's not so much what they actually know, but their ability to process it. And if you see kids that are young and actually kind of annoyed that they haven't learned something, my hope is that they have enough fire under them to self-learn. And if that, that makes sense, that, you know, that's with young people, no matter what the generation is, there's, yeah. there's ones that are just lazy bums, no matter what. And if, if it isn't spoon fed to them, they don't care. And then there's the ones that will go digging and, and looking and figuring it out. I think millennials, unfortunately, get very much a bum rap and it goes, oh, this generation is going to hell in a handbasket. I'm going, would you like me to tell you about the losers I grew up with and the ones my parents exactly. grew up with? Exactly. <laughs> You know, like, I don't, I, I'll tell you, the millennials that I know is, like, they're awesome. Yes. <laughs> now, my kids, I, I think the year is just changing. I think mine are at the tail end. David's probably a true millennial. But the, you know, the younger ones, I don't even know what they're going to call this next kind of group. But, yeah, there's always, in every generation, like, whether it's the 60s or the 70s, you're going to look at the ones. There's a lot of very, very successful people I know. That when they look back and go, oh, my God, I was just wandering around, you know, not knowing anything till I I didn't go back to school till I was 26. And now they're highly successful. Or 40. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, so um, I think it really has to do with more people's emotional maturity, shall we say. Yes, very, very much so. Well, thank you for taking time out of your busy day to be on our lovely little podcast here. Thank you so much. It's been so much fun. All right. You have a good day. All right. Bye-bye. Before we leave each other, I would ask all of you listening to please subscribe to and rate my podcast. A review would be most appreciated and feedback is always welcome. Whether it be a comment, future topic suggestions, and or questions you or your kids would like to have answered in the Ask Tammy column on the financialfund.ca website. Please feel free to check me out on Facebook at Financial Foundation's Children's Books, on Twitter at Financial Fun, and Instagram at Financial.Fun. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Financial Fun Podcast. Join Tammy Johnston again next week. For more information, please visit FinancialFun.ca.